When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. The boys are back. The boys are back, and it is time for another Q&A episode. It's the final Q&A episode of the offseason. The next time you hear us doing a Q&A episode, it'll be after SEMO, where hopefully we get to talk about how great the backups look because we absolutely murdered the Redbirds. Uh, and what? The backups play the entire second half? That's what I'm rooting for. And while they're not, you know, North Dakota State or South Dakota State, I really wish Chris Kleiman would stop scheduling some of these top-end FCS teams. Uh, I, I was reading a couple of publications, some FCS publications, and I saw quite a few folks picking SEMO to be their conference champions. I think whenever the FCS poll is released, SEMO is going to be ranked. So, <laughs> I mean, and heck, th- th- this might not have even been a game scheduled by Chris Kleiman, but it seems like every single year we're playing a team that is going to be in the playoff hunt for the FCS. And I'd probably just prefer a Patsy, just a team that we can score 70 against and really play the second team the entire second half. But hey, I don't make the schedules, even though we have some questions about the schedules. Before we get into those, uh, we had some press availability from Chris Kleiman and the offensive assistants this week. Uh, Nothing earth-shattering. Um, some stuff I picked up from what they were saying and some whispers I'm hearing coming out of Manhattan. It really sounds like Will Lee is coming on. I kind of was going back and forth about who was going to start opposite of Jacob Parrish between him and Jordan Wright. Uh, Chris Kleiman mentioned that Jordan Wright was actually moving around the secondary Uh And that really kind of emboldens me in my prediction that Will Lee will be the week one starter opposite of Parrish. Now, he's been a favorite of the Boneheads, been a favorite of mine ever since he committed. Again, Alabama tried to swoop in and steal him from us after he committed. Um, So he has the recruiting pedigree. He has the body. And now it sounds like things are really starting to click for him. Uh, even though he was a little bit late to campus in the spring. Sounds like his summer has been going great. Uh, and here's the thing. While I, I trust I trust the staff uh, with my life when it comes to finding the best five defensive backs to get out on the field, 
Um, I'm a little excited about Jordan Wright possibly playing a little bit of safety. Uh, you know, I, I think we're all we're. I mean, I don't know when the instinct isn't going to be. Oh, I'm a little worried about safety because we're switching out. You know, two or all three guys seemingly every single year. Um, but I like Jordan Wright. I've always liked uh, his athletic profile. Uh, so if he's going to be playing a little bit of safety, uh, especially in the Big 12, it's never a bad thing to have an extra guy on the field who can go man-on-man with some outside receivers. Uh, so that'll be interesting. I, I imagine Jordan Wright will still be listed as a cornerback when that first depth chart is released here in a couple weeks. Uh, but I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. The next thing that it sounds like is going to end up being the case. We've talked about it. Christian Duffy going to be out. It sounds, and we've been saying it on the show, Chris Kleiman reiterated it, not a long-term injury. My guess, he misses the first three games. Maybe the fourth one, go into the bye and start when uh, uh, we go down to Oklahoma State on that Friday. Uh, It sounds like Carver Willis is going to be stepping up and playing that right tackle spot. Now, that is what one of the guys we were predicting, I I was going back and forth uh, between him and Line Gang. Uh, Carver Willis seemingly has really hit the ground running, and he he seems to be the heir apparent to be that next great K-State tackle. Now, next year, will he bump over to the left side with KT Lev leaving? Uh, maybe, maybe right side's going to be his preferred spot, uh, but it sounds like they're going to stick to keeping line gang as an interior guy. Um, and Carver Willis will be playing tackle. I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm really excited about those young in offensive linemen. Uh, and, and it sounds like Taylor Portier is for, further along than he was at this point last year. So again, I'm praying for the kid. I I need TP to have a healthy season because, again, I think if he can stay healthy and if we can see Hayden Gillum step up just, you know, step up some, you know, I think think K-State fans might be a little tough on Hayden Gillum. I might be a little tough on Hayden Gillum. But if he could be an average, just slightly above average Big 12 center, With BB and Poitier at your guards, you really do have a chance to be the best interior offensive line in the nation, let alone just the Big 12. Uh, So I'm absolutely buzzing. Love getting all this press availability, hearing from the position coaches. I think think we're going to get Colin Klein next week. Uh, I think we're going to get Van Malone next week, and I think we're going to get... Uh, Coach Klanderman the following week before we're into the Tuesday pressers with Chris Kleiman before the games. Um, it's so it's so fun to be this close to football season again. All right, uh, before we get to your guys' great questions, you guys know it. You knew it was coming. Manhattan Brewing Company. Galazzo beer is on tap. The next time you're in Manhattan, whether you're heading out there for the Saturday surplus sale at Bramlage Coliseum, opening up at 8 a.m., there's also going to be a volleyball open scrimmage and opportunity for football autographs, by the way. 
But if you get to Manhattan, get in there, try a couple pints of the Gulazo, take a couple Crowlers home, get some four packs to take home with you. Get into Manhattan Brewing Company. I promise you, your new favorite beer is waiting for you on tap at Manhattan Brewing Company. You just have to find it. And again, it's never too early to start stocking up towny wheat. It's the official tailgate beer of 2023. We're running it back after last year. It's the official tailgating beer of 2023. If your local liquor store doesn't have towny wheat or any of the Manhattan beers in their cooler, be polite. But be firm and say, hey, we need Manhattan Brewing Company in this establishment. All right, let's get into your guys' questions. Um, a lot of good questions. Again, this is exciting. It's the only it's the last one until we're getting the game day QA, the post-game QA, which will be on Tuesdays all season long. I shouldn't say all season long because in November, once we start getting some basketball, Tuesday or Friday might be our basketball day, um, especially with the schedule that still hasn't been released. Come on, release the schedule. Um, we'll, we'll probably be dedicating an entire day to some basketball stuff in November. So let's get into it. All right, the first one from C underscore NRAD. And this was a reply to my tweet um, because Jacob Knuth is wearing 21 and he's a quarterback, and I absolutely love that. Uh, I think folks, and I think I've said it on this podcast, absolutely hate uh, college football now, NFL doing it, like the non-traditional numbers. Like, I, w- I want the defensive linemen to wear 70s and 90s. I want the pass catchers, tight ends, and wide receivers to wear it in the 80s, all that type of stuff. I'm very traditional when it comes to numbers and sports, like – I'm pretty sure the NCAA, actually I know the NCAA has changed their rule. So now you can wear six through nine um, on your jersey. Absolutely hate that. But I do love the random quarterback who sometimes has a number in the 20s. I like that. So C underscore Enrad said, what quarterback number one jersey number would you want to see he goes I really like two zero or 55 now there's some places and this is this is more kind of like in soccer um there might be some places in college that do this maybe there's some high schools that do this like hey if you're our quarterback you're wearing this number like I think of Manchester United in soccer uh over across the pond little footy as they would like to say like number seven hey that is their their biggest number you know if you're getting the number seven hey that is a big deal and if we were going to do something like that at k-state i mean i know the number 11 is retired but with colin klein and michael bishop wearing seven and skylar thompson kind of i mean (laughs) i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put that on the kid like Skylar Thompson did not live up to that number, but I love Skylar. I love Skylar. But if we said, all right, hey, if you're QB1 at K-State, you're wearing seven, that would be kind of cool. If we were going to do it, that's the only number. Otherwise, I would leave it alone. Next question, the Cole Hager. Who would you like to see returning kicks alongside Brooks this year? This is another thing Chris Kleiman mentioned in his press conference 
um, specifically about the return game without Malik, talked about how Phillip Brooks has always been an elite off-returner guy, which is true. He's able to find that hole, hit it, and clear it out for uh, basically for Malik's entire career and then some Josh Youngblood as well. My first instinct on this question the entire, like ever since Malik left and Brooks said he was coming back, my instinct was have Brooks be the main guy. But I'm now kind of being convinced by Chris Kleiman himself that I think I want to keep Brooks as the off guy. And I want to go with Seth Porter. Um, Look, he's a senior. He is fast. He knows special teams. I mean, he's a four-unit guy when it comes to special teams. I think you can trust him to make the right decisions because a lot of the time it comes down to, okay, hey, should I just take the fair catch? Should I just take the ball at the 25? Or do I think I can bust a, a return here? I tr- I, w- I would trust him back there doing that. So I think uh, Seth Porter would be my number one. And then I think maybe Treshawn Ward, number two. Um, those would probably be the guys uh, if I'm keeping Brooks as the off returner, which I think sh- eh, I go back and forth on. That's where I'm standing right now. Ask me. I mean... When when the uh, depth chart is released, I'll probably spend at least a couple minutes on that one. Allison underscore Renner ask, what's Chauncey's favorite snack? Because, you know, the Q&As in the offseason, all questions are go. Chauncey loves peanut butter. He loves deli turkey. He's a spoiled boy. He gets all sorts of stuff. Uh, he likes, there's these little crunchy uh, marrow bones is what they're called. I don't think there's actually any marrow in them. I mean, they're just like a processed, crunchy uh, dog treat that he absolutely loves. Um, yeah, I mean, the, I think those are those would be the top three. Uh, he he has had the pup cup. He has had a pup cup or two from Starbucks, and he really loves that as well. So those would be his favorite treats. Uh, another one from Allison underscore Renner. If you could replace any game in this year's schedule with one of the four from the PAX uh, schools, which would it be and for who, home or away, any specific reason or just for fun? So I would go at Arizona State. Actually, no. I would go at Colorado to replace the Texas game. And the reason why, I think we would kick Colorado's ass. And I think we would kick Arizona or Arizona State's ass. I I think all three of them are going to be pretty bad. I think Colorado or Arizona State are going to be the worst. But I I, I think I'm going to go Colorado because there will be some fanfare around it. It would be an easier road trip. And it's going to be a win. And while I, I don't like ducking Texas in their final year, but that's the only game that I don't feel great about. You know, I think we'll be underdogs. If, if, if week one, if we played every single game on our schedule in week one, I think Texas, we would be like a 12 to 14 point underdog. 
I think Texas Tech would be maybe like a three or four point underdog, uh, but it would be close. I think every other game we would be favored to win. So if we could get rid of the toughest game on the schedule and add an easier one, that's what I would go with. Blake Morris asks, can we all collectively decide to yell deuce when Daniel Green gets a tackle? I mean, I'd be for it. Um, it's kind of weird because Daniel Green, and they called him Deuce Green um, well before Deuce Vaughn came to K-State. Now, I think the difference is, is Deuce Green, Daniel Green, still officially on the roster, on the PA, and everything else still goes by Daniel. So while the players call him Deuce, while the coaches call him Deuce, um, it's never been what he's called over the PA or anything like that. So can we collectively do it? Sure. <laughs> uh, as big as the Bosco's Boys podcast is, I don't think enough folks listen to the show for me to just declare it and make it happen, though. ZZZ Umwalt, Zach Zumwalt asks, dream non-con games to replace Colorado and Arizona if we don't keep them. It sounds like we will be replacing both Colorado and Arizona. Um, and if we're saying dream, so I, I mean, I've done a little bit of research, a little bit of work trying to find um, replacements. I mean, I would just say Nebraska home in a way and Oklahoma home in a way. Um, you get traditional Big 8 teams and, and teams that I, th- I think we can beat. Um, th- that's the way I would go. I, I would go home in a way with Nebraska and home in a way with Oklahoma. So that's what I would do. Um, I mean, I don't know. Actually, I, I might take that back. I mean, getting four more with Missouri, I mean, keeping that going so you, you'd play Missouri six out of seven years, I mean, that would give give a little take. No, 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 no. I'm sticking to it. Uh, two with Nebraska and two with Oklahoma. That's, that's what I would say my dream non-con to replace those. College Football 199 asks, Will we see sold out, a sold-out Bill Snyder Family Stadium for each game for a second straight season? Time to cement Manhattan as one of the hardest places to get a W in the conference. Yes, I think so. So just this week, we've, we've seen some announcements, some literature from uh, the ticket office. The first four games, I think we are now, as of recording, under 700 tickets for SEMO. Under 200 tickets for Troy, which might all be GA. Um, I think it is, what, standing room only for TCU and under 300 for UCF. So I think the first four games could be sold out before the end of next week. And then you have three games left, Houston, Baylor, uh, and Iowa State. And a lot of that might depend on how the team is doing. Um, you know, if they if they fail to meet expectations, they might struggle to sell out uh, some of those games. But you're going to be in a situation where you're going to be two months out and the only tickets you can get uh, for the rest of the season are those three games from K-State. So 
I would say if you want tickets at face value, because I imagine secondary ticket values are going to be pretty high, I would tell you guys to get to kstatesports.com and buy some tickets today. Ultimately, I do think we are going to see a season sellout once again. I think basketball is going to be very close to doing that as well, which this would be the first time ever we have a season sellout for both football and basketball in the same year. Chef Andre Napier is getting in here. Most exciting new Big 12 road trip for me. Um, I have no desire to go to Houston. Sorry, Mr. Porter. Um, Cincinnati, eh, I'll go. I'll probably be excited to go to Cincinnati. Orlando, not as high up on my list, but okay. Um, so I'd probably go to the mountains. Um, probably Utah, Salt Lake City. Um, Provo, I will 100% go to Provo, and I'll 100% go to Salt Lake City the first time we're playing uh, Utah and BYU. I think I'm probably more excited. God. I'm going with Utah, but BYU's close. Arizona's number three. Arizona State, four. Boulder, five. Cincinnati, six. Orlando, seven. Houston, eight. There you go. There's the full power rankings. We're staying with the good chef. He had a lot of questions. Some of them were good like that one. Some of them were not so good. Describe this football team as an ice cream flavor. Oh, I don't know, man. Mint, mint chocolate chip. You got aspects of a classic favorite, but it's a fresh, a.k.a. mint spin on it so you got classic so it's like okay hey you know you're still gonna run the ball you're still gonna play tough defense but the spin on it is oh hey we're running a 3-3-5 and hey the tempo is gonna be a little bit higher and we might throw the ball a little bit more mint chip lock it up all right before we get to the next one from the good chef andre napier remember we are also sponsored by charlie hustle As I'm recording this, I'm wearing my Lavender Glory in the Combat shirt with Sailor Willie on it. So comfortable, so stylish, absolutely love it. Keep your eyes out. Next week, we are going to have our next giveaway for a free Charlie Hustle shirt. So keep an eye out for that. And keep an eye out on charliehustle.com. I might have some inside information. You guys have heard me say it. I think there's going to be some pretty great shirts dropping in their K-State collection and in their NIL collection very, very soon. Remember, Charlie Hustle is a local company right in Kansas City. They care about this community. They give back to this community. And hell, now they have purple Casey Hart dog collars. So you know what Chauncey's getting as his little gift for football season. I love Charlie Hustle. They have the best stuff. It's not just K-State. You guys hear me talk about the Kansas City icons and the famous Casey Hart gear as well. Vintage made fresh. Check out charliehustle.com today. Keep your eyes out on the Bosco's Boys Twitter account because we're going to be giving away some Charlie Hustle swag here very soon. The good chef Andre Napier asked, and I think I actually missed one of them. 
I can't find it. So, Chef, I'm sorry if I if I did miss it. Um, who returns to K-State to open the door first, Skylar Thompson or Deuce Vaughn? I think it's going to be Skylar Thompson. I think uh, Deuce Vaughn, I mean, his home is down in Texas. Skylar Thompson is from Kansas City, so you have a better shot at him being back in this area, you know, that bye week before the season starts, because I think there's one full week, maybe it's two full weeks, of college football before the NFL kicks off. Uh, bye week, again, if he comes home to Kansas City, hey, it's only a two-hour drive instead of a two-hour flight. I think it's going to be Skylar Thompson. There we go. Uh, I, I will say this. I, I think there's a chance Skylar Thompson has a longer career in the NFL, playing more seasons. I think he's going to be able to have a long career as a backup, even if he's never uh, a starter, a long-term starter. Uh, Deuce could have a, a Comet-like NFL career. Come in hot, and running backs just don't have a very long shelf life. So if Deuce Vaughn retires, say, in like six or seven years, and Skylar Thompson's still going strong and hasn't opened the door yet, then maybe that's where we see Deuce. I don't think we're going to see Deuce in Manhattan a ton until his career is over. Zach Zumwalt asks, uh, what two K-State Twitter users would you select to fill the remaining two spots on the basketball team? <laughs> None of you? Um, no, I, I, I wouldn't do it. I would 100% leave two spots open. And I absolutely, absolutely hate, hate the idea of leaving anything open. I do not want to leave a scholarship spot open, but I'm not putting any of you guys on there. I do not trust any of you. Now, there have been some whispers. There has been some talk about a new portal possible addition. So we we saw uh, uh, what Joe Tillery, what's his name? God, for the for the life of me, I can't remember. I can't even remember what his name is. But uh, oh, Trilly Donovan, I'm such a loser, Trilly Donovan. So Keith Glover, who has been at Samford for the last two years, was supposed to go to BYU. He's pulling out of that and getting back into the transfer portal. So Keith Glover, and he was at Florida for a while as well. That's an, a name to keep an eye out on. We could see him join the Wildcats. Um, ultimately, though, we'll see. But I would not add anyone from K-State Twitter. I will leave it open. All right, Nordy Jelson asks, is the stripe out a dumb idea or am I just bitter for not being in the purple section? So first off, I'm in a white section. Luckily, I will be getting a brand new white tee. Or maybe it'll be like ash gray, very light gray. Uh, from Charlie Hustle and Nordy Jelson. You should get one too. You should get a white or an ash gray shirt from Charlie Hustle and rock that. Uh, no, stripe outs are super cool. Now, I, I, I kind of railed on this in basketball and it ended up being okay. It ended up looking all right. Um, 
it is very tough. It is very tough to do stripe outs if you're not handing out the t-shirts for everyone to wear. It is tough to make it look good. Now, K-State has done good stripe outs in the past for bas- or for football. And this pa- past year for basketball was pretty good. It, it, it wasn't bad. I don't know if they're communicating it well enough. And they're also doing two sections at a time, which is a little rough. I, I don't know how well that's going to go. And then they're like trying to get the entire north end zone GA to look to go with the white instead of the purple. They're having the entire student section be purple instead of breaking it up. I love stripe outs. I love coordinated anything, whether it's a blackout, a whiteout, a stripe out, a checker out, lavender out. I love the idea of coordinating the colors in your stadium. Absolutely love it. 10 out of 10, I love it. I don't think it's going to be executed well. I don't have enough faith in K-State fans to pull it off. Um, and and I, 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 just, I just don't think it's going to end up working out. I think only really the first one worked out. Um, I, I don't think any other one has really been above average. I think it was the very first one they did was good, and the rest of them have sucked. So if K-State fans pull it off, then I think they're awesome. I, I, I don't have any faith, though. Zero faith in K-State fans. I don't think it's going to look good. I'll participate, though. I'll be wearing my white. And yes, it, it is better to be in purple. The only time I've ever had purple for a stripe out was the most recent basketball one. We'll go to the 1012 Podcast Network at 1012 Network. I'm a proud member. Bosco's Boys is a proud member of the 1012 Network. What should we call the new K-State versus Arizona rivalry, and why should it be the battle for the scratching post? Well, I'm not going to answer this um, because there's not going to be a rivalry. It's not going to have a name. It's not going to have a trophy. I... I I have I have beef with Gene Taylor over like three things. You know, I, I want to end pass outs at football and have general concession sta- sales for beer. And I want him to officially recognize and have K-State officially recognize the name Farmageddon and have a trophy with Iowa State for that. The fact that we don't makes me think we're never going to have a new trophy game. It's just going to be the Sunflower Showdown with the Governor's Cup, which I don't mind. There's some people who hate it. I like the name Sunflower Showdown. I like the alliteration. I like the back-to-back S's. Um, The Governor's Cup sucks. I mean, it's not great. It's kind of a lame trophy. There's a bunch of other Governor's Cups out there. But I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I like goofy trophy games we had an entire episode back during covid for goofy uh, trophy games again the battle for the purple or purple rain i think is what uh i I think it was grant i I was gonna give say it was will but it was grant uh who said purple rain k-state versus tcu whether it's home or away whoever won the previous matchup gets to wear purple so we would get to wear purple versus tcu they'd have to wear their whites um, and if they beat us, then hey, the next time we play them, purple. Doesn't matter home or away. 
Um, I like that type of stuff. I love the stupid trophy games. I wish we had one with Iowa State. Um, there's not going to be one with Arizona, though. And that makes me sad. I would like it. I, I mean, would I like it? I don't know. I'd prefer something with Oklahoma State, um, like a freaking big top hat and call it the Land Grant Gauntlet. And it's Abraham Lincoln's top hat because he, he was the one who signed uh, the law to make land grant universities a thing. I would much prefer that than a cap post. I don't like that at all. Sorry, Philip. Uh, at or we got Callie Mike, and uh, we still have quite a few questions. Absolutely love it. From Callie Mike, when will Manhattan Brewing Company come out with a Bosco's Boys themed beer? If everyone tweets at them and says, hey, we want a Bosco's Boys themed beer, maybe it'll happen sooner than later. Uh, but really, I don't know. But I absolutely love those guys. I love their beer. Again, I would not have kept this partnership going uh, for a full year now if I didn't legitimately think that they are the best craft beer in Kansas. I would have tried to get, because there's so many craft breweries in the Kansas City area, I would have tried to find a new sponsor uh, to you know partner with to talk about craft beer. But I truly believe this from the bottom of my heart when I say this. They are the best craft brewery in the state of Kansas, and I love all their beers. I, I absolutely love them. I hope I hope we can do a beer together soon. It'd be awesome. What beer should it be? Tweet at Bosco's Boys and at Manhattan Brewing Company. All right, uh, keeping it going. Callie Mike, after the dust settles for this year's realignment, how many years will the current Power 5 conference structure remain before the next round? First off, there is no Power 5. Um I know the term is kind of like ambiguous, but there's the autonomous five where the the quote-unquote power five schools were allowed to make different rules uh, and, and adopt them for, for, for their own governance, for their own rules. The biggest one is the cost of living stipend. That was an autonomous five rule. I don't think there's been very many other high-profile autonomous five rulings. Um, but the idea of Power Five, that is gone. Uh, there's now a Power Five in basketball because I think the Big East deserves to be considered a power conference in basketball. But the idea of Power Five conference in football is long gone. Um, I think it's going to be at least a few years before the ACC gets rated again. Um, the Big 12 can't be touched until 2032. So I, I do think we're about to have like five to six, maybe seven years of stability uh, before the next round gets going. All right, the next one from Callie Mike. If you couldn't attend K-State games in person and instead went to alumni watch parties at a bar, what incentives would bring you out week after week? This is for data collection purposes only. I wouldn't. I know what you're trying to do because – uh, you, you host the parties out in the Bay Area, and I hear you do a great job. Um, I wouldn't. I, I I can't watch. If I'm not at a game in person, I cannot be out in public. Um, but, I mean, people love free co- koozies. Um, so, you know, having an official watch party koozie, um, different drink deals, um, that's probably what would get me out. 
um, if I was someone who would go to watch parties. So like an exclusive koozie or like a pin that you can put on a shirt or something uh, or drink deals. That's probably the direction I would go. Who are the next names to go up on the football ring of honor and men's basketball rafters? Only one name per sport. If you are asking me who I would put up there or who I think will go up there first is a it's a wild question. Um I would put Nick Lecky up there. I, I think we need an offensive lineman. He has the accolades. He has kind of the career after college football. Um, I think it's Hammer Cooper BB for being the best offensive lineman we've ever had. So for football, I'm going Nick Lecky. Basketball, F.I. Reynolds. I mean, I know I'm a big Michael Beasley guy. I'm a big Jacob Pullen guy. I think, you know, of the modern era, uh, Rodney Magruder and Dean Wade also deserve shouts. Um, I think Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson also have arguments. But I think it is wild for the first ever first-team All-American uh, at K-State not to go up there. And again, I, I mean, you'd have to maybe try to track down a family member, and that might be tough. Um, but, but I think it's crazy that the first, for any sport, he was the first first-team All-American for Kansas State Athletics and I think he deserves to be up in the uh, have his, have his jersey up in the rafters. So Nick Lucky and Fi Reynolds. Uh, the Coffee Fiend ask, which games will I be at so he can plan accordingly? I'll be at every single home game. I'm going to be at the Mizzou away game, the KU away game, and probably the Oklahoma State away game. So I will not be at Texas. And I will probably not be at Texas Tech. Uh, the ambassador, real underscore Ethan Brown. If you were lost in the woods with no food, which former player would you want as your survival guide? I'm going with Will Geary. Will Geary, you know, it's you know, if, if it's me and the grizzly bear, pray for the bear. I think Will Geary could keep me alive. Forever, I, I think he's going to be able to kill animals with his bare hands to keep us alive. He's going to protect me. He's going to be able to chop down and tackle trees. Will Geary is my survival guide. Also, quite frankly, might be the most underrated K-State football player of all time. All right, we got Steve Z. We got three of them. What are the three best TV characters of all time? I really should read his questions beforehand. Um, Tammy Taylor in Friday Night Lights. Tom Haverford in Parks and Recreation. And Marshall Erickson in How I Met Your Mother. There we go. Those are my three. I stand by it. Rank the four latest schools to join the Big 12 based on best place to visit. I think I already did that. So I, I would go Salt Lake City. Oh, actually, no, that, that is different. That was a tender road game. All right, places to visit. Salt Lake City, Boulder, Tucson, uh, Tempe. There we go. 
Oh, no. I think he had one more. I think he had one more. I need to find it. Oh, and uh, what would you name the latest version of the Big 12? I'd just go with either keep it the Big 12, as stupid as that is, or go with the Big 16. Big 16 or just keep it the Big 12? Cody Izern asks, and we, we're getting to the back half of it. Not half, back quarter, final quarter. up in the air. You're returning the first kickoff of the season. How many yards can you get? I would call, shout out to my dad. We had this conversation. I would call a fair catch, get you 25. But if I'm catching it at the goal line and you're saying, hey, you have to run it out, I'd maybe get seven, maybe eight. I am not moving fast. Um, you know, with with the best blocking in the world, maybe I'm getting 10 or 12. Uh, but I, <laughs> I'm not moving fast. And that's only if I get a clean catch. I mean, there's probably a better chance that I fumble the ball and lose it than I pick up more than 10 yards. I'm not getting many. On the other hand, you're asked to enter an adult punt, pass, and kick competition. How many yards am I getting? I'm getting 100, baby. I'm going goal line to goal line. I, I think, I think uh, especially if I get like a week's notice, I'm going goal line to goal line. If I had to go out to a high school field right now, I'm getting at least 70. But I think I have a shot at getting all 100. And then we're replacing Joker and the Thief as an intro song. What song are we replacing it with? Well, it's not intro. It's the kickoff song and the tip-off song. But I'd bring back, you know, dun 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 K, dun 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 you dun 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 Wildcats. Like, that song started getting played in basketball season last year, and the students didn't react at all. There was zero reaction. I was there when the song got taken away because we interjected – uh, you know, MF and Wildcats in there. Um, but that, that, that is the answer. Although Joker and the Thief has really kind of taken off. I, I, I don't think I would replace it. Uh, I desperately, when it went to Joker and the Thief, I hated it. I missed the jump song, the KSU Wildcats. Um, I, I, I missed it. But at this point, I think, I think it has to say Joker and the Thief. All right, we got a handful from Powercat Ryan. I'll actually end with Powercat Ryan. Um, We'll go with these three. We'll go to Mr. Cam Hager first. If you could only make it to one road game and one home game this year, what would would I choose? I would choose the TCU game for the home game. I think that's going to be an amazing atmosphere. And then I'm going to Lawrence. I'm choosing that KU game. I mean, it's going to be super important. If KU is going to be half as good as their fans think, um, it's going to be an important game. Um, and I've only missed – I missed the COVID season, and then I haven't missed one since 04, maybe 05. I don't know if I was at 05. But, yeah, I, I, I've only missed one, and it was the COVID season since 05. So uh, I'm going Sunflower Showdown and home game versus TCU. Uh, Matthew Scar asks, what would be another good mascot for K-State? Only stipulation has to be unique to college sports. No Aggies, no Wildcats, etc. We'd be the Kansas State University Chocolate Labs. Yep, the Chocolate Labs, the good boys. Because I think there's, like, 
the UMBC Retrievers. Is there just the Labradors anywhere? Maybe the Kansas State University Labradors, so we don't have to, you know, corner ourselves into just one color. So the Kansas State University Labradors. Then Bob Trollsby, before we end with Paracat Ryan, what's your all-time favorite quote from a guest or former co-host of the pod? I think mine is still, it's a free world, big boy, from uh, Gene Taylor. Uh, it's it's not a quote, but it, but it really is just Gene Taylor recounting the story of uh, a fan tweeting at him uh, you know, that he basically had no testicles. And the person who made that tweet was Grant. And we were sitting there in his office, and we asked Gene the next year if he knew, realized it was Grant who said it. And he said no, and it, it just it was just hilarious. So hearing him recount that tweet, finding out on the drive back that it was Grant who, who tweeted it, and then the next year asking Gene if he realized it was Grant who said it, um, that, that will forever be the greatest moment. And those were the first two Gene Taylor episodes. All right, we're going to finish off with Powercat Ryan, but remember, as always, we are sponsored by Manhattan Brewing Company. Townie Weed is the official tailgating beer of the 2023 season. Make sure you're stocked up, and every time you're in Manhattan, go in, get a pint, because I promise you, your new favorite beer is waiting for you at Manhattan Brewing Company. After leading the team for three straight seasons, who replaces Malik Knowles on kick return duty? I'm going with Seth Porter. That's that's my prediction. We will see if it comes to fruition. Will Phillip Brooks lead K-State in punt returns for an unprecedented fifth season? Yes. Yes, he will. And he'll get at least two touchdowns this year. Internet leader over under three and a half. I'm going to say under Kobe Savage will have three. And we'll say... VJ Payne will also have three. So two guys with three, no one with four. Sack leader, over under seven and a half, over. Uh, we're going to say Matlack, Mott, and Khalid Duke all have seven, uh, eight. We're going to say they all three of them have eight. And all three of them will have a three sack game as well. Leading tackler, Deuce Green, Austin the Machine, or other. I'm going with Deuce Daniel Green. All-purpose leader, over under 1,200 yards. I'm saying over. Um, If Treshawn Ward can return some kicks, uh, that could help it out. But I do think both Treshawn Ward and DJ Giddens have a shot at 1,200 yards from scrimmage. Um, So if, if Treshawn Ward gets in the mix and kick returns, that'll make it even easier points per game over under 34 and a half i'm saying under i think the new clock rules are going to have more of an effect on things than people realize reception leader over under 50 going under 50 but we're gonna have two got three guys we'll have three guys with 35 or more i think no that's a lot i'm still saying under i'm saying under and then Passing yards per game, 225. I'm going to say under. Um, I, I I just I, – I, I think that – I oh, gosh. No, I'll say over. Screw it. We'll go over. 
There we go. Then the final question, will the team's leading score be the entire kicking position or the field? Does not include passing, touchdowns, bonus lead points for naming the leading score. We're going no, we're going to go with the kickers. Um, and it's going to be Chris Tennant, although it sounds like some of the young kickers are pushing him. It'll be Chris Tennant and then DJ Giddens will be the leading score outside of the kicking team with 66 points. He'll have 11 touchdowns. Whew, that's all we have today. Man, what a trip. Um, next Monday, we're going to have the AP poll is coming out. K-State debuted at 17 in the coaches poll. Uh, tweet at me. Will we be higher or lower than 17 in the AP poll? Um, keep a lookout next week for the Charlie Hustle giveaway for the month of August. We're going to have five shows again next week with previews from folks who talk and cover K-State football, getting everyone to go on the record with their predictions. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Uh, so, yeah, that's all we have for this week. Another week in, the, in Blitz Month in the books. So for Chauncey, the best dog in the world, for all the boneheads, we love you guys and go Cats. K-State Wildcats for alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a Wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. You K-State Wildcats for alma mater fight, fight, fight.
Social Podcast Network.